Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Oh My Allergies podcast. This is your hostess with the mostest, Valencia. And if you are new here, the Oh My Allergies podcast is a podcast about all things allergies. Whether you have food allergies, seasonal allergies, skin allergies, or even your pet has allergies, Oh My Allergies is a safe space for discussions for those that need a bit of advice and support from someone who understands their struggle. Let's learn how to navigate life and learn how to thrive with our allergies together. Hey guys, welcome back to the Oh My Allergies podcast. Now you guys know you got to stop, drop, roll, and subscribe to the Oh My Allergies podcast. Make sure you take the time to rate and write a written review about the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it is a rating of five stars. Make sure you're following us on Instagram, which is at Oh My Allergies, and keep on sharing the podcast with people you know and don't know. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking all about sneezing. So I'm going to talk about why we sneeze, different things that can possibly help you figure out what exactly is making you sneeze and ways that you can help limit how much you sneeze or even help you not sneeze at all. Because we all know that sneezing can be annoying whether you are the sneezer and you get into a lot of sneezing fits, which is me, or you are an observer of a sneeze and you're just like, oh my gosh, like this is disgusting, blah, 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 things of that sort. And sneezing can help with spreading things like infections, hence why everyone is still wearing masks. Well, not everyone, but should be. But then also the positive part of sneezing is that it can help with being able to get any irritants that are trying to enter your body out of your body, out of your nose. But before we get into today's topic, you guys know I got to talk about what's been going on. So what's been going on with me? Well, as I've talked about in a few different episodes now, I have been watching The Bachelorette and I've been watching Love Island USA. So The Bachelorette, it recently, I guess, just wrapped up the season on this past Monday. And guys, it was a three hour episode. If you watch The Bachelorette, you know what I'm talking about. Let's just talk a little bit about how hot of a mess that episode was, especially when Katie was trying to like have her little girl boss moment, I guess, is what Twitter was trying to say that she was trying to have when she was talking with Greg, but she just came across as being rude, mean, and like a bully in my opinion, and was accusing him of gaslighting when that's what she was doing in her conversation to him. I was following everything on Twitter like while I was watching the whole episode happen, and first off, I was like, I am so happy this season is over because I just, it just was lacking for me. And I know Bachelor in Paradise is supposed to be starting, but at this point, I kind of just want a whole break from the whole Bachelor, Bachelorette franchise so that I can actually be genuinely excited about Michelle's season that's supposed to be coming out, I think, this fall. But yeah. Basically, the finale was a a train wreck. And I don't know, I feel like personally, and I was talking on Twitter, and I got a lot of retweets and likes. So I'm assuming that people agree with me is that I feel like she was more so 
mad at the fact that she didn't have a choice in who was going to be in the top two for the running of who was going to end up with her because like I think his name was Michael Michael ended up leaving you know Andrew got cut off in terms of like being sent home but then she wanted him to come back and then he was like no and then Greg ended up leaving so there was just a lot of people in this particular season I feel like more than ever that kind of removed themselves from this whole bachelorette situation so I felt like she was really just mad about the fact that she didn't really have that much of a choice towards the end and that kind of played a role in her just being really really upset and I felt like she took that out on Greg when they showed them like in the whole like little after the rose type of thing so I didn't really appreciate that I felt like all of Twitter majority of Twitter at least really just did not agree with her literally lashing out on him it just came across as really like really really upset for a person who said that they don't have feelings for Greg and it's like the words that you were saying and the amount of passion you had in your words I would think you're still in love with this man so that was pretty much a hot mess so I'm just so happy that that season is over but then speaking of another hot mess that I'm just sick and tired of Love Island USA that the day that I am recording this episode it's on a Sunday so the finale of Love Island USA is coming on tonight the day that I'm recording this and I'm genuinely just not excited about it I felt like again this is another show that had another season where it was just disappointing I also follow this show on Twitter a lot in terms of like looking at the hashtag for Love Island USA and kind of just watching the hashtag along with watching the show. It's so funny because I typically do that when I watch reality television and whether it's, you know, one of my friends or whether it's a family member, they're just like, gosh, can you like get off your phone? But at the same time, like that's how I watch reality television like that. But anyway, this season has just been a very big disappointment. I just feel like the Islanders had a lot more of a choice than the public which is not the normal case for this type of a show. Usually the public has a bigger say in terms of who's going to stay. And it was like, there are just certain people who are Islanders that it was just like, we did not want them to stay. Like, why are they still here? So didn't really care for that aspect of it. And at this point, I really don't care who wins. I really don't feel like any of the Islanders that are currently still there should win. That's just my personal opinion. But yeah, if you know, you know. But this season of Love Island USA, just I've not just been a fan. And again, it's been something that I'm happy that I've been able to watch because it's one of those shows that comes on like every single day except for Saturday. So in terms of TV content, it's really great. And so I'm definitely going to miss not being able to watch it every single day for the most part. Um, but it was just lacking. It was just not it this season. I preferred season two more than season three but that's pretty much that's what's been going on those are the shows that I have been watching recently also I've been ordering a lot of products for my dog to really just help with her like immune system with her allergies and getting her gut health together uh, she recently recovered from having a UTI so I'm just trying to make sure that that just does not happen again so trying to ramp her up with on some vitamins and some really good things that are going to help her body and help her to be able to live a long life because that's what we want but yeah that's pretty much basically what's been going on with me right now um, so I guess I can get right into my foodie likes so my 
very first foodie like that I want to talk about in this segment today comes from the brand Dr. Prager's. It's their kale puffs. Really have been loving these. I actually came across these at a uh, Kroger, I believe. And I think they were like on sale. So I was like, oh, well, these look something that are interesting that I could be able to pack and take for lunch for work. So I tried them and guys, they are so, so good. Now, what's really great about these is not only are they non-GMO verified, they're certified gluten-free, they're also certified vegan, um, but they're also soy-free as well for those who have a soy allergy. So I really love these because it's a really great alternative if you are a fan of like tater tots or tater puffs but you want something that's a little bit more healthier I'm personally a big fan of kale so when I saw these I was like oh these are perfect I'm gonna probably really really like these and I was sad because I recently went to the grocery store and I've not been able to find them so I'm very sad about that because I just wanted to have like a backup like in the event that I run out because I mean obviously that's gonna happen but really love these. It's a mixture of kale and then red potatoes that they make into these like little puffs. Um, they're really good. So it's a really great way if you want to be able to get extra dose of vegetables in a different way that's a little bit more fun and exciting. Typically, I might just have them by themselves or I might pair them with like a burger or something like that or have them with like one of my stir fry lunches so all in all they're just really really good there's only eight ingredients in them as well so they're just perfect perfect for lunch perfect for a little snack appetizer so highly recommend trying them. So my next foodie like comes from the brand Bienna. And I've talked about this brand before because they're known for their chickpea snacks. And I am a huge fan of their crispy, crunchy chickpeas. I love getting it in the habanero flavor in specific. They are just chef's kiss. Just so, so good. So recently I came across their keto puffs in the flavor sea salt at Whole Foods. And really, they just kind of piqued my interest because it was something that was different. And I kind of wanted to change up the things that I bring for snack um, when I'm at work. So I was like, oh, like these are really good. You know, I looked at the ingredients a few different times just to make sure that there are things that I can eat. Really love the fact that they are not only plant based, but they're also gluten free, peanut free, tree nut free, grain free and dairy free. So really, really recommend these. Really how I would like describe these it's kind of like a cheese puff minus the cheese obviously now what I will say is that they are kind of a little bit salty for my personal taste but I still overall like these recently when I went to the grocery store I purchased two bags of them now what I will say also that I don't like about them is the fact that there's not that many that come in there like I literally took some like a little handful as a snack for lunch and then when I went to go check the bag again, I saw that I didn't really have that much left in the bag. So that's something that I was kind of like, mm, you know, kind of a little like disappointed about. But like the actual taste of them, they're like really, really good. They're made with chickpeas, lentils and peas. But yeah, I really love this flavor. Um, I know they make other flavors too, but I think that there's dairy in them. So I'm just going to stay with this sea salt keto puffs and highly recommend trying them if you're looking for like a crunchy, low carb snack that is filled with a lot of great fiber and it's made with like whole food ingredients and nothing artificial. So those are my foodie likes for this week, so I guess I can get right into the allergy news.
So this week's allergy news article comes from the publication. I think the website's called Daily Record. And the title of this week's article is called Sneezing While Driving Could Land You With a 2,500 pound fine as pollen forecast remains very high. So obviously by the currency, this is an article that is from a UK publication, but it just kind of really just perked my interest because of the headline. Obviously, this place did a really great job at trying to capture the reader in, which is something that I learned in my communications classes. But anyway, in this article, um, they're talking about how this company called Select Car Leasing, they found that if a sneezing attack occurs while a vehicle is being operated while somebody is driving and it leaves you unable to pay attention to the road, you could be hit with a fine that's equivalent in U.S. dollars to $3,463.75 for driving, quote, without dual care and attention as stated in the highway code. So they said also motorists caught could also be slapped with three points on their driver's license. I just thought it was very interesting because you typically don't think about when you're sneezing while you're driving you're just like oh well like I just sneeze but this article it kind of points out a lot of things that you never really think about that you're like okay well that makes sense like they talk about how when you're sneezing you tend to sneeze with your eyes closed for whatever reason that is but you tend to sneeze with your eyes closed and so you get so much caught up in the sneeze that it could really impair your driving and really just kind of take you for like a 360 turn that you didn't even really think could happen in a situation like this. So the article talks about how the Crown Prosecution Service says a driver being avoidably distracted by either tuning a radio or lighting a cigarette could be enough to trigger a careless or inconsiderate driving offense, but Select Car Leasing has confirmed that anything that involves just leaving one hand on the wheel could impair your driving and leave you vulnerable to charges and then also they say that if you're on tablets to be able to help with hay fever you could be leaving yourself open to a drug driving charge depending on your medication which again is something that you typically would not think about when you're having allergy medicine you're just like oh like I'm having allergy medicine I'm feeling some symptoms you know let me take this medicine to be able to help with my symptoms but the article talks about how some brands of antihistamines that are used to treat hay fever may make you feel drowsy and come with a warning not to operate, you know, heavy machinery like cars. And there are some specific drugs like hydroxine and promethazine are like common ones that have those type of warnings on the medication. And so there is a comment that was left by the general manager at Select Car Leasing. He said that when a sneezing attack ensues, it can cause you to become disoriented, especially if you're sneezing several times in a row and you need time to recompose. If you're severely allergic to pollen and heading out on a drive, it is really important that you have taken the appropriate steps to manage your allergies. Not only is a sneezing fit while driving wildly uncomfortable, you can run the risk of being unable to drive safely and causing an accident, harming yourself and others in the process. The best course of action would be to safely pull over at the side of the road and continue when the feeling has passed. 
Typically, when you think about sneezing and pollen and allergy medicine, you don't think of any of these things. So I just thought this allergy news article would be something that would just be very like, huh, like something I never really would have thought about. But hey, I guess this is some things that other countries are really thinking about if you're not um, based in the UK. But yeah, definitely check out the link to this allergy news article. Um, these are just some highlights from the article that I thought were just very, very interesting. Like always check out the show notes if you want to get a more in-depth read on this article that was discussed in this week's episode. But now that I'm done with the allergy news, we can get right into today's topic, which is all about sneezing and how to be able to limit how much you sneeze. Like I said, today's episode is all about sneezing. So I'm going to be talking about why we sneeze, different things that can possibly help you figure out what exactly is making you sneeze and ways that you can either limit how much you sneeze or just help you not sneeze at all. So whether your sneeze is a high pitched one and it's delicate or if it's like a big like honk like everybody just stops when you sneeze because it's just so loud sneezing is something that we all do and almost anything that irritates your nose can make you sneeze and sneezing it's also called a sternutation and it is usually triggered by either particles of dust pollen animal dander and things of that sort and a sneeze it's your body's smart yet dramatic way of just being able to get rid of all of the germs the dust, the animal dander, irritants, or any pollutants that are in your nasal lining since these are all things that can irritate your nasal passages and i.e. make you want to sneeze. So like breathing or blinking, sneezing, it is a semi-autonomous reflex, which means that you have some conscious control over, you know, you sneezing. And so you may be able to delay your sneeze long enough to be able to grab some sort of a tissue or a paper towel or something like that because We've probably all had those moments when we've tried to delay our sneeze, maybe for a little too long, uh, whether that's because you're not near any type of paper product to be able to help with catching whatever is going to fall out of your nose when you sneeze, or if you're just in a quiet environment where it's just going to cause a lot of attention to be on you when you sneeze, especially if you're a person like me who constantly gets in sneezing fits when it's allergy season or when I'm around some type of pollutant or irritant um, that is trying to get in my nose and my body's like, no, no, like get away from me. Now, I do want to say that sneezing isn't necessarily a bad thing. You know, sneezing can sometimes be a clue that something uh, more serious could be wrong. And if you're worried about the amount of sneezing that you're doing, make sure you bring it up to your doctor and or your allergist. And then also, it's not really the best idea to hold in a sneeze once it's happening. And so there are many ways that you can help with preventing yourself from sneezing in the first place. So the first thing you're going to want to do is figure out what exactly is triggering your nose. You know, what is making your nose feel so uncomfortable? So 
basically learning your triggers and knowing to avoid them. So learning your triggers, it's really going to help you to be able to identify the cause of your sneezing so that you can be able to help treat it accordingly. So you're going to want to pay attention to your surroundings next time you sneeze and see if you can figure out what that trigger is. You know, what is making you sneeze? You know, are you walking past, you know, a perfume counter or someone who just recently put on perfume or are you eating something spicy or are you stepping outside in a bright natural light or in the sunlight you know are you petting a dog you know these are things that you're gonna want to kind of take into account so that you're able to pinpoint the cause so that you can take whatever steps you need to to help with minimizing your exposure to whatever is triggering you. So some common triggers are like dust, pollen, mold, pet dander, bright lights, perfume, synthetic fragrances, infection, spicy foods, black pepper, which I have been a victim to black pepper more than once, and common cold viruses. And if you think your sneezing is caused by an allergy to something and you're having trouble trying to figure out what your specific allergy triggers are, make sure that you are bringing this up to your doctor's attention and or your allergist so that you can get an allergy test and kind of go with that system and those steps that you need to be able to figure out what exactly is your allergy. So the second thing you're going to want to do is if you have allergies and you know that you have seasonal allergies like myself, then making sure that you're treating your seasonal allergies if you know that's what it is. So if your nonstop sneezing is accompanied by having your eyes itch, your nose feel irritated and you have your eyes like watering and everybody's like, why are you crying? And you're like, I'm not crying. I'm dealing with my allergies. You know, it's a really good bet that you're most likely dealing with allergic sneezing. So there's this journal article. It's called Pollen Overload, Seasonal Allergies in a Changing Climate. It was written by Charles W. Schmidt. And in that article, they talk about how about 30% of people who experience seasonal allergies, that can lead to sneezing. So the good thing is that sneezing because of allergies is something that is treatable. So if you have seasonal allergies, like I've talked in about a few different episodes about seasonal allergies, uh, you may want to start with an over-the-counter allergy medication like a Claritin, Allegra, Zyrtec, whatever, you know, you feel like works better with you and your body. Because I know for me, over the years, I've tried so many different types of antihistamines and allergic medication. And it's been like a lot of trial and error and trying to figure out what works for me and talking with my doctor and kind of walking through, you know, how helpful or unhelpful it's been. Like if I take it and it only helps me for like two hours and it's supposed to last four to six or, you know, kind of just going through that process of elimination. And most allergy medications contain antihistamines and those work by blocking the chemical histamine, which your body releases in response to an allergen. And so antihistamines can really help with nasal swelling, which can in turn help you with stopping to sneeze. Also, um, another good thing that to look into is nasal sprays. Those are always a good choice as well. 
I was personally recommended by my doctor to use both an oral antihistamine, like a pill, and to also use a nasal spray since my allergies are B-A-D bad, like they are terrible. And nasal sprays, they are good because they can help with really just flushing out any particles that are in your nose that may be making you sneeze. And I know there are a few different types of nasal sprays that people typically talk about when they're discussing allergies. And to be quite honest, it can be very confusing, especially if you are new to the world of allergies and nasal sprays. So if you guys want me to do like a whole episode talking about the different types of nasal sprays and my experiences with them, definitely send us a note on the Oh My Allergies podcast Instagram, which is at Oh My Allergies. But if you're anticipating um, some sort of an allergy flare-up, you might want to reach for uh, glucocorticosteroid nasal sprays, which are really useful for treating allergies. And that's stuff that I've learned based off research that I've done on nasal sprays and from talking with my doctor about my personal allergies. Um, However, make sure that you're speaking with your doctor and your allergist to make sure you guys are picking the right allergy medication for you and your body. Like I always say in all these types of episodes, I am not a doctor. I'm not an allergist, nor do I claim to be. But in these types of episodes, I tend to talk about my experiences with different types of medications that work work for me. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work for you. So your best bet is to talk with your doctor and your allergist to make sure that you are picking the right medications and treatments for you and your allergies and for your body. But what I will say about the glucocorticosteroid nasal spray, is you're going to have to use them consistently throughout allergy season from my experience. Um, I know from talking with my doctor, I usually have to take my nasal spray that I use, which is very similar to Flonase. I take that all the time. I pretty much take it pretty much every day and then like I stop it for a certain period of time because I mean it is a steroid at the end of the day. So those are just things that you're probably just going to want to consider and bring up those types of uh, things to your doctor. But if any of those things fail to control your symptoms, like I said, make sure you're speaking with your doctor and your allergist who may be able to recommend a prescription allergy medication. And then the journal article that I just referenced, I'll also have that linked in the show notes if you all want to be able to kind of check out that journal for yourself and kind of read through it, kind of see some other things that I didn't mention in that journal article just so for your reference. So the next thing you might want to look into doing is running a humidifier. Now if the mucous membranes in your nose dry out, they're more likely to become irritated, which then can contribute to you sneezing. And humidifiers, they are particularly helpful if your sneezes are allergy related and increasing the humidity Um, whether that's in your home in general or whether that's in your bedroom, it can really just help with reducing allergy symptoms, including sneezing. So the fourth thing that I think that everyone should consider doing when it comes to helping you stop sneezing is building up your immune system by taking vitamins, which is something that I haven't recently, recently started doing, but I'd probably say throughout this whole pandemic, I feel like everybody has been taking a lot more vitamins and I've been doing a lot more things to be able to help with building up their immune system and making sure it's strong enough to be able to fight out viruses and things like that. So I'm going to highlight like two vitamins that I have been using a lot that have really been making an impact in like my allergy symptoms and I have found myself not really sneeze as much or really have like an itchy nose or watery eyes. Those are kind of some of my common symptoms that I tend to have when I'm encountering some sort of seasonal allergies or some type of allergy irritant for my body. So the two vitamins that I want to talk about are vitamin C and zinc. 
Now, vitamin C, it's found in like peppers, it's found in citrus, um, and zinc that's found in like seafoods, and it's also found in meats. They are really both important for a healthy immune system, and that in turn can help you with fighting off viruses that can lead to sneezing. Like I said, I've seen a huge difference in terms of my symptoms. Like typically when I'm playing with my dog, I usually have to take a full-on shower like after I'm done playing with her in any sort or washing off my arms or washing off my legs or having to take allergy medicine before I play with her. But since I have started taking vitamin C and zinc and a few other different types of vitamins, I have seen such a huge difference in terms of me not having to take as much allergy medicine anymore and kind of being able to not feel like I'm constricted because of my allergy. So that's something that I'm very grateful for. But having plenty of vitamin C and zinc has really kind of helped contribute to that because they help with building your immune system and reducing the impact of allergies and decreasing the chances of infection. So when you increase your intake of vitamin C, you may potentially be able to reduce the amount that you sneeze in general. So the fifth thing that I want to talk to you guys about is oregano oil. Now my mother introduced me to oregano oil and oregano oil, it contains antifungal, antiparasitic, antifungal, and antibacterial properties, which are all great for being able to help with strengthening your immune system. And this can help with curing sneezing too. So I typically have oregano oil when I go to work and I may be around like a lot of people. I'll typically have oregano oil when I get home kind of as a precaution since we still are in a pandemic and COVID literally is not stopping for anybody right now in these times. So how I consume it is by putting a few drops of the oregano oil and a little bit of EVO, which is extra virgin olive oil and drinking it. And it really can help with controlling sneezing and decongesting your sinuses and this is honestly like literally the good stuff and so many people in my family literally swear by it so I thought it would be good to share here because I don't really hear too many people talking about oregano oil but it literally is so good but also you can put a few drops of the oregano oil in any juice if that's much more something like you would do like much more of your thing but the one thing that I will say is that oregano oil can have a little spicy kick to it um when my mom first started trying it she told me that this happens to her and from me trying it it's happened to me a couple times so it's just something to just be aware of and kind of keep in the back of your mind but highly recommend trying oregano oil because it is literally the good stuff so the next thing I want to talk about is eucalyptus oil eucalyptus oil is really one of the best remedies for sneezing due to dust allergies or mold things like that and it's because this essential oil is loaded with centronella and that helps with anti-inflammatory and it works as an expectorant. So those are really good things that eucalyptus oil really offers when it comes to allergies. So how to be able to use it is by putting a few drops of this oil either on a handkerchief and like kind of sniffing it and that can help really with being able to clear your nasal passages and really help with being able to combat any sneezing that you're experiencing. And then also you can put it into a diffuser. Love my diffuser. I got it as a gift a few years ago. Highly just swear by it. Definitely is a great way to be able to help with cleansing your air and really being able able to kind of help be able to make your space a little bit more allergen friendly. Another tip um, that you might want to consider when you're trying to figure out like, okay, like how do I literally stop sneezing as much or just stop sneezing at all? And this is one that I thought was just really interesting to stop looking into bright lights. 
I know that sounds so weird, but apparently about one third of people worldwide suffer from a condition known as photic sneezing. And these types of people who have this type of condition start sneezing when they look at bright lights, which is very interesting. Um, it's something that they say is a condition that runs in families and even stepping outside on a sunny day can start to make people with this type of a condition sneeze. So if you are a person who experienced uh, this type of a condition, you're not going to want to look directly at bright lights and you're going to want to make sure that you're wearing sunglasses when you're leaving your house. And the last tip that I want to talk through with you all is to tickle the roof of your mouth. Now, this is another easy trick to help with being able to stifle a sneeze. And you do that like with your tongue. You tickle the roof of your mouth with your tongue. So you do this for about five to 10 seconds whenever you are feeling the urge to sneeze. And apparently it's supposed to help you not sneeze at all. Also, another tip that I heard was like, if you say the word pickle, I've not tried it, but I'm definitely, the next time I feel a sneeze, I'm going to try to say pickle and then I'm going to see if that helps stop with my sneezing. If it does, I will definitely tell you guys whether that's on Instagram or whether that's here on the podcast. But all in all, one thing I will say is that, and I think everyone can relate to this, is that once you get into a sneezing fit, it's very hard to kind of like just get out of that sneezing fit and blowing your nose, pinching your nose before a sneeze or even pressing, like I said, your tongue into your teeth or the roof of your mouth can really help with being able to prevent any sneezing. But still, the best thing that you can do to stop sneezing is to be able to prevent it before it starts. So hopefully all of the other tips that I provided will be able to help with being able to put that prevention in place so that you won't even have to sneeze in the first place. And you can do this, like I said, by building your immune system, avoiding your known triggers, and being able to keep your nose well moisturized by using either a humidifier or even like a nasal spray. But hopefully you all found this episode to be super helpful especially because we are about to enter fall allergies and I know that's usually when some of my allergies start to really kick in so hopefully you all find these tips to be very helpful if you are not subscribed to the oh my allergies podcast make sure you hit that subscribe button on your podcast platform of choice make sure to rate and review the podcast hopefully it is five stars keep on sharing the podcast with people you know and don't know Follow us on Instagram, which is at Oh My Allergies, and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye, guys.